Howdy folks, and welcome to episode 55 of the Painting Pictures Podcast. I'm Gabriel Roberts, and you're here in the podcast where you call the shots. You make the moves. You press the buttons. You decide when to start and when to stop, and when to pause. When you press pause, it's kind of like pressing stop. I mean, <clears throat> I don't think there's even a stop button on an mp3 track because it's kind of the same thing I don't really know what the what the distinction would be there but in any case this is your podcast I'm just the I'm just the producer I'm just the messenger bringing it to you today from northern Vermont where I am what feels like kind of descending into a bit of a, a flu situation which is less than ideal considering I'm I'm going to Mexico, but I figure in Mexico I can lay up on the beach and recover if I have to. And who knows, maybe I'll feel great when I wake up in the morning. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is with Miles Roberts, my brother. He's a hell of a dude. Um, he grew up, you know, much like me in Sacramento. We've got a lot, of, a lot of similarities, he and I. We sat down for a little chat in Craftsbury, Vermont, back in December of 2016. Happy 2017! Welcome to the best year yet, folks. You've probably heard that before, but believe it. Why not? Why Why not? Why the hell not? Why would you say, no, it's not going to be the best year yet? Fuck off. It is going to be the best year yet. The website for the podcast is GabeRobertsArt.com. This is going to be the last podcast for quite some time because I'm going to Mexico for two months and I'm not making podcasts. It's just not going to happen. Until someone makes a podcast app where you just talk into your phone and it makes a podcast, which is a million-dollar idea. Like I was saying, it's a million-dollar idea. The podcast-to-podcast, the boop-to-bop, boop-to-bop, cell-phone-to-podcast app. Until they make that, when I go to Mexico, I'm not going to make podcasts. But I am going to try to post some blogs. I'm going to write. I'm going to sit on the beach and be like, It's really beautiful in Mexico. The people are really friendly. We ate ceviche today. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're looking forward to seeing the ruins. You know, riveting stuff like that. So check it out. Go to the website. Subscribe there. But more importantly, subscribe here. Well, actually, I don't really care where you subscribe, but you can now subscribe on my website to get email updates for my blog updates. And as always, you can go to iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. But in this case, you're going to have to wait two months until March. But I'll be back, and I'll have some stories to tell. So for now, just savor this baby. It's got me. It's got Miles. What more could you ask for, really? Thanks to my, uh, thanks to my uh, listeners, that's you. And thanks be to God for, you know, the whole thing, all of it. It's all great. It really is. I mean, all of it. He's done, he's done such a good job with this place, God. He really has. All right, again, thanks for tuning in. I'm Gabriel Roberts. Uh, thanks to those of you that purchased paintings, gave me that little boost for Mexico turning that painting money directly into Mexican food and beer. Um, all right, here's the podcast. hour on this telephone and one of us will have to get up and answer it 
and and deal with that distraction from this podcast. But for now, we're here in our cozy pants. I'm Gabriel Roberts. I'm Miles Roberts. We're brothers in cozy pants and beanies. Yours isn't actually a beanie, is it? What would you call this? Oh, it's a hat. I'd call it a beanie with with pom-poms. Yeah, you've got nice pom-poms. Not like cheerleader pom-poms, like warm, fuzzy ball pom-poms. But I think of a beanie as not... Yours has ears on it. I think of a beanie as earless. Yeah, straight across at the ears. I get it. Maybe with with a nice flap to fold down in super cold weather. Where? Well, this flap that you have. Oh, the cu- the cuff, right. Right, a cuff. That's so that when my hair gets really big, I can accommodate it. <laughs> That's how you know how big your hair is by how small the cuff is on your <laughs> beanie. Our cat just got weird, and so we're trying to recover the vibes in this little household. It was all good. We were on the couch. He was on my tummy, sleeping, almost. Well, just doing his, like, cat meditation. Mm-hmm. He was in his purring. little lots of purring. I gave him a hug. He was in his happy place. Maybe it's too much love that gets him going. He can't handle the swing back to the... the the lack of love. And when we're talking about crazy, the the worst that's happened is that he's pooped in a room and sulked. And then when we confronted him with it, he peed on a chair. Yeah. So that's sort of the, the bad end. Well, how much worse could it get? I don't even want to really consider it. But it, it, what we're dealing with right now is the early stages that we've known can lead up to that. Yeah, he gets a little frantic. He runs around. He claws at things. He takes up this tortured, hunched <laughs> over posture. And a strange twitch of some sort. Like in his mind. It feels that way. That's right. It's a tuma. It, yes, a worm or something in there just kind of doing its business. And... He is kind of creepy when he gets really... He likes to be really close. He wants to like... <laughs> he wants to touch his nose i think he wants to rub his face against your face wow don't you think i mean he gets right up in there with his little nose i've never let him get that close so i don't know you're not allergic to cats though no thank god for that well that wouldn't be so bad actually be a good excuse not to have to deal with cats yeah though travel you know a lot of people have cats and it would it does rule things out but those are just cat people (laughs) None I mean, of if those you were... in the audience, I don't think. No. Right? No. It's strictly dog people or horse people. Yeah. Or people people. Sensible people. Yeah. If you had, if you were allergic to dogs, that would be a real handicap. Absolutely. It'd be a sad life. So will you miss this cat when you leave Vermont? I can say unequivocally that I will not. <laughs> I... How can you be so sure? I've never missed a cat, <laughs> and there have been cats that I have enjoyed much more than oh, yeah? dear old Oscar. Sure. Like who? Kiki. Oh, the Fuller's cat. The Fuller's I was trying to cat. think of that name. That was a great cat. Kiki. Oh, my goodness. Kiki. <laughs> she made up for that not being a dog house. A dog household, I guess. She did, with love and affection. Yeah. Kiki. Kiker, Kiker meow. And you never had that sense that there was a, a crazy button just waiting to be pushed. Right. You know, if she was if she had too much of people, she'd go off and do kiki things. But generally she was the kind of cat that would come up and say hi, be there for a pet if a pet was in the offing. But then otherwise she'd go just curl up kinda of down the couch and Like a dog. Like a dog. Fuck. Right. It's not that hard, cats. No, this this guy, I've I've taken a couple of naps here, and each time I've been woken up by the cat pouncing on my chest, looking for affection. Yeah. Only to be met by this sort of crazed, you know, half out of sleep uh, yeah. response from me. Yeah. 
uh, which usually is enough to get me up from my nap. And I'm a little unsettled. What's your crazed half sleep response? Like, well, ah! Yeah, yeah. Ah, that. fucking cat! <laughs> There's usually some swearing. And, I, you know, I try to calm it down pretty quickly because, I, you know, that's who he is, I guess. But then he'll he'll stay there. He'll go, I get up and leave. And he goes right to where my chest was, right where basically my heart was. Yeah. And just curls up and does his little <laughs> <laughs> like he's feeding on my my afterglow on the couch or the bed or whatever. And it kind of creeps me out. How do you think he would respond to some antipsychotic medication? Good God, just some light. Uh, what is an antipsychotic? I don't even know. I'm trying to think of some cage lyrics because uh, I'm pretty sure you mentioned antipsychotics in there, mm. but. Um, I don't really know, but I think he'd be zonked out, probably. Yeah. yeah. A, little, a little emotionally vacant. But maybe more steady. Maybe more steady. Maybe more capable of holding down a job. Yeah, right, not not attacking the wife and kids at home. <laughs> or we could um, introduce him to Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, yeah, because he's certainly meditative. He's got, yeah. He's just not going to a good place, I think. <laughs> you know, he's... I don't know. Did you ever read The Power of Now? I didn't. I've heard a lot about it. Mm-hmm. I've even listened maybe to a, an Eckhart Tolle book on tape or two, but I don't think that one. Mm. He's got a funny voice. Funny little laugh. I was pretty I was pretty hooked on that ish for a while. Pretty excited about not it was uh the movie that did it for me was The Secret. Mm-hmm. About the power of attraction. I did a presentation in Barcelona not Barcelona but Barcelona and I talked about the power of attraction and said like that art circumstance kind of that we're you can create a great life out of anything and then I remember somebody asked like well what about like a starving child in Africa (laughs) I was like that's a good point I don't know Right. Yeah, it seems there are some limits. You know, if you're in a place where, you know, there's a lot of wealthy people giving away fancy cars and just, <laughs> you know, free places to live, then it could be great. You just walk around and it's like absolutely happening. People giving you donuts. Whatever your heart desire is, I guess. Cars, yeah. A bright red car. But in, in, a, in a world or in a place that is... It's just yams. Just you won't be be able to get that Lamborghini or that. No, uh, you can have a Yamborghini. <laughs> Small consolation, maybe. <laughs> that would be amazing. You're out there visualizing the Lamborghini, and then a Yamborghini. A Yamborghini shows up. Damn, so close. Fit aside inside it. <laughs> Stereo doesn't even work. Mm. We got a, a mini Panettone from our mama. <laughs> Trader Giottos. Trader Giottos. Um, and the whole box just talked about how it was so great that this is like a personal panettone. As if we knew what the fuck a panettone was. Yeah. They needed to say, needed to come with a definition of panettone, maybe a brief history, to make you really appreciate having a personal sized panettone. Right. There's enough room on the box. I can't imagine how much they'd have. It said like four times just like how great it is to have a personal panettone. Uh huh. It it turns out it's something like a fruitcake, but maybe an old world one that was still when fruitcakes were meant to be edible. So sort of a throwback. Do you think in Italy they refer to homosexuals as panettones? It could be. It's, yeah, you it never has know. Kind of ring to it. Sometimes things cross cultures like that and languages, mm-hmm. and are the same. But um, it's like we, we got brioche from from there, and that just just lays on the praise for the brioche and just says it's a bread. You know, it starts off with. Oh, it tells you what it is. Yeah, yeah. Because I otherwise soft bread, and and the the brioche is something that is more evident when you look at it. Uh, what it is exactly. It's bread. It's bread, right. 
Where's the panettone? Eh? It's like, is it a muffin? And McDonald's is making muffins now. Wow. Yeah, I, I picked that up on my uh, road trip to New York and back. That's one of the things I learned just from looking at billboards that McDonald's now makes muffins. Now, they've always had a breakfast McMuffin. Ah, uh, yes. But we're talking about something. What would they call it then? I Muffin. Mean, no Mick. No, it's just muffins. Wow. <laughs> you would hardly even know you're at McDonald's. Well, except that you're in McDonald's. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, I guess that, yeah. But right, you could be anywhere else to You could have just left McDonald's with a muffin, and somebody said, oh, you got a muffin. Yeah. Where'd you get that from? You could say anywhere, I suppose. The cafe. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't didn't try one. I did uh, pee in McDonald's in in their bathroom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was great. Um, I think a lot of McDonald's are laid out exactly the same. I like that. Yeah. I like knowing right where the bathroom is. Just step in. Because I'd had a cup of coffee and was on the road trip. And once I knew that I was about to pull over to pee, then my body like knew that it was about to pee and then I really had to pee. Mm-hmm. So I was in the danger zone. And if I couldn't, have, if I hadn't found the bathroom right away, you know, it would have been trouble. In trouble. I, I stepped carefully. A woman was... Um, mopping the floor and I just stepped carefully and I didn't slip good right because you were hurrying yeah you were sort of at speed yeah and you know they have those signs about how dangerous that is peligroso super peligroso Uh but not me I just you know that's one of the things I've learned I guess is to take your time in those moments and not compound the situation because I could have fallen on my back and then just start peeing. Yes, absolutely. Wouldn't You're... have been that bad because she would have the mop right there. <laughs> Wouldn't have just mopped it right up. You would have been worse off for the experience, though. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And that didn't happen. Maybe they would have given me a muffin. That's <laughs> a consolation. One can hope. It is nice, though. There's, It's... Uh... You know, you could drive from one end of this country to another, up and down, back and forth, only stopping at McDonald's. Yeah. And I think that some people do, or at least that's yeah. the intent of the people who are putting the McDonald's everywhere. Right. Uh, my sense, I, I did a, a very long round-the-country road trip, and um, I think, you know, road trippers stopping in, going to the bathroom, using the Internet, it's sort of the intended thing. You know, they don't give you any any issue about, are you a customer? No, they don't. They smile at you, you walk right in and pee. Yeah. I almost brought bought a hash brown and an orange juice. Right. Sort of least fair. noxious like things. This close to doing it. Normally I would. Now that breakfast is served all day. Right. Wow. It's about time. I remember 10.30 used to be that, the cutoff cut time. Can't get your bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit after then. There was some point in time when that was important. That's still the best sandwich there. Bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. biscuit. Although yeah. it, it can be a little dry. It can, right. And and I actually have, um, I'd almost lean towards the McMuffin version mm-hmm. of that. Although I think you can't get that with bacon. Oh, I think you probably can. It's yeah. good with sausage, though. The sausage, yeah. that's. I classic. do like a good breakfast sausage in the shape of a hamburger, you know circle mm-hmm. it's nice we can do those you know, we don't have to go to mcdonald's for that you can g- just get those sure sure may or make your own really you get some some loose sausage, sausage. sure shape it shape it never done that i think it'd be great sausage does come like that just like not in a sausage well and you can get sausage patties that are already preformed yeah. and but I think it'd be, I mean, the ideal way, you know, the locally sourced, homegrown, organic egg McMuffin would definitely have to have loose local sausage that's that warmed loose up. local. I had to once make a, a update a website with a food offering for sale that was sausage. <laughs> it was loose sausage. And I had to find a photo online 
to put in the web page so that there was a little thumbnail image next to all the food products that were for sale. Mm-hmm. I had a hell of a time finding a good photo of loose sausage. Imagine the things you'd find doing that Google search, huh? Yeah, I didn't search loose sausage. I just searched sausage. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, not very appealing unless you form it into a patty and put it on a McMuffin. It's just ground meat, right? It's just ground meat. Yeah. Yeah, right. Variegated. It's not just all beef or... Right, well, yeah, it was, it it was pork. And pork, uh-huh. And some mix-ins. Mm-hmm. How was it that you, you were you were doing this for somebody else? You weren't able to go just snap a photo of the... I Theoretically, I could have. But it would have been like in a, like a in a freezer in like a white vacuum sealed bag, and it would have looked pretty lame. Kind of clinical, not so appetizing. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I could have like squirted it, like cut the package and squirted a little bit out, maybe in like a little ring shape, to maybe like put some flowers next to it or something. Right. I mean, I'm sure you you could have. Yeah. Made it beautiful. That would have taken more time than the. The, the boss wanted to take just, right. just find those images online just find a picture of some sausage yeah <laughs> get it in the website mm-hmm. yeah drove all the way to new york city and back no big deal six hours interstates but um felt very fortunate with the weather coming back because it's like a it's a different world out here in the east it's not a, not a, nothing's a sure thing. You can't just up and drive anywhere. Not this time of year. Not this time of year. Got to watch out for that ice and snow and unless you have snow tires. Right, and then in which case you can just blast through basically everything. Everything. It seems amazing. It is. I feel very uh handicapped right now without snow tires. In fact, I think i might go get snow tires tomorrow that'd be a good a good outing at least just to feel like a you know a strong vermonter for a few weeks before i bail from mexico yeah well it's 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 real you know driving with with even very good all season tires right on the snow and ice and it's like you're ice skating sort of yeah but without the audience and the judges right just you, the white, snow-covered road. And death. Yeah. A slow, freezing death. Right, because you... Well, it could be quick if you slide and hit a tree, maybe. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you slide off the road, you wreck, you're trapped, can't get your seatbelt off, you have no service, and you freeze to death. You know, some auto racers... <laughs> every day. I imagine it does. You think every not every no. day. Well, depending on how wide of an area you you uh think account for. You think if you could find a someone freezing to death in their car every day in the world? Some I mean give, I'll give you the whole world. Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if it's just the northeast northeast kingdom, I'd say probably not. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> probably not. It's been a pretty mild winter so far. Yeah. But uh, I can imagine it. You know, there were race car drivers back in the day. They didn't use seatbelts because if they got into an accident, they would much rather be blown clear of it than, say, you know, flipped upside down and dragged along the road or something. And I was thinking, in you know, in this, without snow tires, with the prospect of a long and drawn-out awful demise if yeah. you go off the road... Maybe it's worth not wearing the seatbelt. Really? Well, just to, you know, either you'll be ejected, you know, and you could wave for help on the road. Or else it's just over quickly. You know, you don't have to <laughs> suffer through it. Yeah. I don't know. Morbid thoughts. I, I, I've had yeah. a day here. I'm just kind of quiet and cold and watching cars drove by and yeah. drive by. and Yeah. I don't think freezing to death would be, I, I think I've heard that you just kind of go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And don't right. wake up, so that might not be the worst. 
Drowning seems like the worst to me. I've heard that that's a similar one, that it's, oh, uh, you know, there's a, there's a point, mm-hmm. you know, a struggle, and then... Then Ooh. Poseidon shows up and ushers you into the next realm. That's right. <laughs> boy, oh boy, it got pretty morbid there pretty quickly. Yeah, well, it's real. I was stressed a little cookie on that drive a fair amount. And it's just a big difference in my life, like having that element added in. Right. We're not used to it in California. Not at all. Although you do have just terrible drivers and traffic to worry about, but we all just pretend that we all do it so much that you you don't really think about the the danger you're in every time you get behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. You couldn't. If you thought about that every time, you never wouldn't go to the grocery store. That's true. You'd be paralyzed. That's true. <laughs> like Christopher Reeve. So do you like Vermont? I love Vermont. Yeah. It's so, um, just that fact, you could just pop out and go to New York City on a, on a weekend. Yeah. Or an hour and a half or two, be in Montreal. Yeah. In French Canada. Yeah. It feels a little bit like living in Europe. You know, everything's so close. Yeah. I Except that. for like a Target. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that's like Europe, Europe. too, maybe. <laughs> We're missing our corporate friends. It yeah. is wonderful, that feeling of being you know, an hour and a half or two hours away from the nearest box store. Yes. You like Montreal. You like, you like Quebec. I do. It's, it's, a, it's such a, a trip being there. Yeah. You, know, you go there and all the road signs are in French. The people are speaking French. Yeah. It's old and full of history. And it's got that glorious river running through it. And yeah. has our sister and yeah. brother-in-law and Bonus. sweet, sweet nephew there. Little nephew, man. That's pretty good. Would you uh, would you switch uh, your uh, country of, like, become a Canadian as opposed to American if, say, like, you could just do like a flip-flop where all of a sudden Canada was America and America was Canada. So you wouldn't have to change your life at all. Mm-hmm. It's just that this would become Canada. I, Canadians would be thrilled, you know? No, they'd be, they'd, wouldn't they be bummed? Or they'd be excited, thrilled to become Americans, you think? Oh, uh, you're saying, so all the people and everyone things, Everything stays. Every, everything stays. It's just... Yeah, no one moves. It's all of a sudden... That's a very interesting scenario. Would would suddenly the Canadians become more warlike and aggressive? Would we, I don't know. Would we just say, oh, my God, we don't have to support 200 military bases around the world? Right. Like, oh, shit, because we're Canada. Because we're Canada. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Build some more hospitals and schools. Yeah. Get some more maple syrup going. Jeez. I think it sounds great. I don't great. know. Yeah. It, I guess it depends on how much the... Uh, idea of the country, the like identity of the culture, is ingrained in just the like projection of a country or the idea of a country. It is just kind of an abstract idea. Of course, it's it's shored up with the different laws and bureaucracies and systems. Yeah. In place. Yeah, it's an interesting hypothetical, but it does. Uh... It brings up very quickly some some hard questions. People talk have talked about that a lot lately about like trying to just move to Canada, right? When Trump got elected, right? Did you um, experience any sort of panic around that? Oh my God, Trump! No, no, I kind of worked through it when I realized just what this country is, you know, at, at some point, um, and. I think that it doesn't matter a whole heck of a lot who's the figurehead on the ship. You know, mm-hmm. they're certainly not uh, changing the course. Mm-hmm. Um, it it changes the public relations environment, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's a good thing in that you know generally a lot of bad stuff happened under this la- this last eight years. Mm-hmm. 
and a lot of good people were were mum about it mm-hmm. because they said, "Well, that's our guy in there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's trying his best. Mm-hmm. We trust him." Right. Yeah. Now with Trump in there, whatever he does, those people will be <laughs> upset and screaming <laughs> and uh, ready to, you know, make some change, which I think is that's wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. We'll welcome them back. Yeah. Yeah, it is, I, I feel the same way pretty much. It is interesting. You know, you, you, I, I'm imagining like the history books, you know, with the pictures of all, or those, those, uh, posters with the faces of all the presidents yeah he's in there now there's really gonna be a president (laughs) trump on there what a fucking joke it is a joke and it and it it well it should be a joke but you're right it kind of it's kind of appropriate um that it's a that it's a farce because where do we go from there you know, is it going to be Jay-Z next or (laughs) something like that the Olsen twins yes there we go Finally get that woman president. Get two. Twins. <laughs> Siamese, connected Siamese <laughs> twins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's got to be something because the show, the show must go on. Mm-hmm. They're talking about Michelle Obama. It seems like it's a pretty small pool these <laughs> days, you know? I mean, I guess that's because Hillary won't do it again. I expect Hillary won't do it again. Yeah. That's a big thing. That's a big thing. Yeah. She's going to give it up. I guess. Do you think she really, really, really wanted to be president and then was just like really pissed? I think so. I think so too. Whenever, whoever told her, no, Hillary, you're, you're too sick and old and <laughs> it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. I mean, I was, I was paying attention on election night mm-hmm. and um, before the numbers were all in, before even, you know, the, the states that had gone her way had been counted in the electoral tally apparently she shut down her headquarters right and told everyone to go home and conceded well no before a concession oh really before going out to speak to them and say hey guys we're conceding it's been great instead it was just a uh time to leave now and then supposedly the trump campaign got a call from the clintons later um that they conceded it was very strange, and it did seem like there were certainly some ruffled feathers and upset yeah. people, and maybe something hadn't gone according to plan. Yeah, I was I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. Mm-hmm. Were you in Sacramento? I was. Did you, you weren't watching the news? You were just kind of online a little bit. Yeah. Well, the news online. I was on the computer and. Did a search and there's news online too. There, I mean, at least during special, you know, psyops or big events. Oh, like live stream of like CNN. Yeah, actually, yeah, the good stuff. Yeah, big show. <laughs> That's right. So I got to see the CBS folks just kind of scratching their heads. Uh, it was very quiet. It was, it felt odd because I've yeah. seen a couple of those. I, yeah. I think I had tuned in more in 2008 in the when yeah. I really believed in things. Even in 2008? Oh, yeah, right. That was the, that was when Obama won the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really excited. Yeah. I remember sending a text message to someone, like, saying, like, just like, oh, thank, what a, what a wonderful day to be alive or something like that. Yeah. Do you think anybody <laughs> sent messages like that when Trump got elected? I have to think so. There, <laughs> there were a lot of people really excited about Trump. Yeah. Um, you saw him all over the internet, you know, the Trump meme was so strong, um, in the, it, it overtook the vape nation meme, which has been, <laughs> which was really powerful up until uh. that point. But then Trump just like spread. And I, what's the vape nation meme? Well, it's, it's around vaping uh-huh. and it's, it's just, I think the memes is generally, it's, there's not much more than just posting those that specific phrase or yeah people love it vape nation man they love people love a good meme Uh, yeah it's something it's something big to connect oneself to without a whole lot of personal doing right you don't have to do anything and you don't even have to explain it like because if someone's like what are you talking about you can just be like get with it yeah that's right after you've not heard bro (laughs) 
<laughs> like, oh God, people won't even ask. Yeah. They'll just because they don't want to look stupid. Right. Well, and then and then because they haven't asked that, at one point because they'll start I... saying it. Vape Nation, you know, they're in. <laughs> yeah. They're in. It's yeah. very exciting. And then they're welcome. They don't have. They don't, they're not vetted. No, that's all you need. You know, the password. Vape Nation, come on in, brother. And so it was like that with with Trump. I had a sense that there was a you know twenty percent of the Trump comments were posted by paid. I'd call them trolls, basically, to just go and just blast out Trump. You know, every comment section, every everything on Facebook and YouTube and stuff. Whatever. I noticed people in my, albeit rather skeletal social networks. Um, I had a number of people who changed their names to Donald Trump during during really? that time. Mm-hmm. They were were they supporting Donald Trump or they? W- I didn't ask really, yeah. and and I think that's the power of the meme. You know, it's. It's all, it's just pushing Trump. You know, some people may have been anti-Trump, but... All publicity is good publicity. That's right. That's right. I noticed um, there was, on this road trip of mine in D.C., that Trump was renovating, I think it was the old U.S. post office building. Uh-huh. And um, He's in there with his tool belt. Oh, right, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Scraping the wallpaper. You can hear him just banging away. Um but uh, there was a big sign, and this is just a block off Capitol Mall, and it said Trump 2016 or Trump Tower, Trump Hotel, whatever uh-huh. it is. But you could just see the perfect sort of coordinated ad campaign. Uh, and, yeah. You know, for him, the big was business that, was is... Was he already running at that point? Yeah. 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 It was, it was 2016. Right. Or, well, end of 2015. Mm-hmm. But he was already running and getting that kind of double billing. You know, he's got his Trump right. Tower, he's got his Trump Hotel, and then he's also just getting blasted all over the internet. Yeah. Know, the trolls. And I thought that that was it, really. I thought that was the extent know, of it. Yeah, he'd be in it for the marketing value. and But something happened. Mm-hmm. And we have a meme for a president. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think it'll ever be the same. You know, we grew up looking. All serious old dudes, you know. Millard Fillmore. Right. Weird <laughs> names. And there was some sense, you know, it got funky. Nixon, you know. Yeah. A little bit sketchy. Because of Watergate. Watergate, yeah. yeah. The, the early early dismissal. Right. But this really, it just. It's is, making a mockery of it. I think so. And it's, yeah. It's really, it's really weird. But I just hope that. Yeah, that it makes that everybody sort of sees that, like that people don't really think that Americans are really like behind Donald Trump or that we really respect him. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we hope that, you know, the people won't judge us for it personally. Yeah. But there are people who really are behind him. It's true. And there are people who who would look at it from the outside and say, "Holy shit, yeah, this is not good." Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the next four years bring. Do you think he'll make it through the four, all four years? I don't know. I mean, you you see presidents and they they get all gray and shriveled up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Trump, I feel like, I don't know. It, it could all go go south very quickly because mm-hmm. he's already all basically fake in his personal appearance you mm-hmm. know, the fake hair and the mm-hmm. yeah i wonder what his exercise re- regimen is what a weirdo i drove by <laughs> trump trump links today just uh outside of new york city there's nobody there's nobody golfing i guess it wasn't much of a day for golf mm-hmm. was it snowing down there it snowed yesterday evening mm-hmm a light dusting. Mm. And it brought out the salt trucks right away. Yikes. Yeah, <laughs> going down the you know, narrow street park rows of parked cars on either side and they they don't just dump salt, they dump it down to this like scattering thing. Right. And it's big chunks of salt <clears throat> just flying <laughs> flying around the street and, and ricocheting off of all the cars. Jeez. <laughs> oh, what a zoo. Brooklyn is pretty laid back, I guess, compared to New York City. 
but it, it's 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 wild being in that like organism of that city mm-hmm. the alternate reality right where you could pay fifteen dollars for a pine cone and feel like whoo yeah i got one of the only pine cones <laughs> in the whole city <laughs> yeah ten dollars we uh we sold the pine cone for I, I was helping out at a christmas tree stand and <clears throat> they had some lovely pine cones on display and along with some maple syrup some wreaths and people were people were loving it it was sunday and they were so happy to just get these little you know pieces of vermont and um there were these you know they were pretty nice pine cones <laughs> pretty good size probably like solid five pounders okay and um you know a little smaller than like a football but a pretty good size pine cone and this guy came up and asked how much they were and bought one for $10. And he was a little bit hesitant. I think $10 did seem a little bit steep mm-hmm. for a pine cone. Mm-hmm. He remembers at some point realizing these things grow on trees, you know. Right. There's a point where he probably walked through a forest of pine cones and he's trying to do the math, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> but he came back. Apparently he went to the like neighboring stand of the same company down the block and they told him they were selling pine cones for five dollars so he came back later that night like in a tiff or in a huff in a, a huff? huff sure that works in a huff in a tizzy in a tizzy throwing a fit throwing a little fit and basically implying that this our stand had had taken him for a ride on the pine con. Uh huh. What did you did you make him whole? Yeah, yeah. Gave I just another. took another pine cone and shoved it up his butt. <laughs> and he, he walked away satisfied. Full and satisfied. Full and satisfied. <laughs> no, we did. We gave him gave him five dollars back. Told him, you know that. <laughs> no hard feelings that we've been selling pine cones for ten dollars this whole time and you could tell that he was he had like worked himself up on the uh on the walk over with his wife that he'd been like building himself up for this confrontation to get his get his five dollars and he'd been stewing over it so he was a little bit i I think he was well-intentioned. I kind of related to him. Like when something goes, uh, doesn't go my way in an interpersonal situation and I walk away wishing I'd said something different, then I like stew on it and think about what I should have said. And so I think he was kind of doing that on the walk over, like building himself up to, to confront the, the stand. So he came off with a little more heat than he really needed to. Right. And then I was thinking about it today and I was thinking how sweet that he bought a pine cone. Yeah. Like, what a sweet, tender thing, this guy. Right. Wanted a pine cone. And you guys took him for a ride. This? Yeah. <laughs> Just imagining his, like, apartment, this, like, sad little apartment. He's, like, his pie comes home and, like, this guy probably has a lot of money if he lives in this neighborhood. But I'm in my mind, he's got, it's, like, Tiny Tim or some pathetic little <laughs> That's apartment. right. He couldn't afford a tree. Yeah. He just wanted a pine cone. Yeah, Pine yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, people are sweet. They are. They're so tender. They're also fucking annoying. <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, kids can be, kids can be kind of um, annoying when they haven't been raised <laughs> raised right. <laughs> they come up in privilege, and that's kind of tough to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, but people in general can people, be, but, yeah, you know, because it doesn't it doesn't always improve. <laughs> A poorly raised child <laughs> right. doesn't necessarily get all that figured out in life. Right. Just so because they have a job doesn't mean they're fully functioning adults. Speaking of kids in, in Brooklyn, the new rage is the, um, I don't know how new of a rage it is, but they all ride scooters, and they've made a very significant improvement. You remember the Razor scooter? Sure. Just a two-wheel 
device. Very simple, a little T-handle on top. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can eat shit on one of those pretty easily. Yeah. Well, now they have them with a wider board. They also had, were obscene, like absurdly narrow, the sure. Razor scooters. I guess they're called Razor scooters. So. <laughs> but they have them wider, like a, like a skateboard size, and it's wider in the front. It has two wheels in the front and one in the back. So they're like way more stable. And are they two turning wheels up front? I guess they must be. Or maybe it's just from... Just a lean kind of thing. Just from leaning. But you see kids, like little kids, and that's how they get around in the city. Their parents are walking, and it's like the kids can keep up because they just like... And you see parents just like tugging their kids on scooters, taking them to school. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've I've seen out the front window here the Vermont style, which is tugging kids on sleds. Oh, yeah? And going, going for a walk to the general store or pulling them on a little sled yeah because nice. there's you know a good layer of snow right, right next to the road uh-huh. that's not a bad way to get around no i could imagine our sister towing our sweet little nephew around <laughs> yeah he'd <laughs> love that snowy winter yeah, yeah. it'd be pretty fun makes a fellow want to go take a sleigh ride or go sledding mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we'll get some winter tires and then Vermont is our oyster. Well, your oyster. I'm. I'm for a little while. I'm a short timer here for now. Yeah, you're going back to California, California, IA. Yeah, after I've done all this acclimating, you know, right. I, I'm like thickened the your blood. blood is thickened exactly, and I'm gonna go back and blood just blood is thickened. Just wear underwear around the house, <laughs> I guess, or something. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. No long johns. No, and that's the thing. I was wearing long johns in Sacramento. Oh, yeah. You won't need those now. I won't need those. No, I'll be like shorts or something. Just johns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Do you have trouble finding long johns that are long enough for your legs? I imagine I would if I sought out long johns. Mm. As it is, I have a couple of pairs that came to you at some point yeah they've been with you ever since since antiquity as far as i can tell and uh they're long enough and they work do you like one pair better than the other i do i do there's one that's just a little strange maybe Mm. they're like women's Hmm. but they're very tall i mean they're tall for me yeah and i'm a tall man yeah um the reason i think that is they don't have a fly Mm -hmm. and they're a little baggy sort of around the hips and pelvis Mm -hmm. so maybe maybe i've got some (laughs) giantesses pair but they're great great but i haven't needed them even in vermont that's that's how thick the blood is getting yeah you're taking to it quite well 10 degrees outside just wearing jeans right not a big deal yeah i went down to new york and it felt balmy at what well it was snowing so it couldn't have been much above yeah it was in the High 20s or something like that. Yeah. It's a good thing. Good thing to get toughened up a little bit. But ultimately, it's nice to live on the beach. (laughs) Well, I think... (laughs) At the end of the day. I think it's nicest to have the variety. You know, really, that's the luxury, is to to have bits of life in these different places. Yeah. Or ways to experience them on the the regular. Yeah. Because this... This is a sweet way to, to go through a winter. This is a sweet place to go through a summer, I, I think, especially. Up here in Vermont? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd have to say that Sacramento and that, that heat. It's true. It's not really for me. I, I think, honestly, the trouble I have with this acclimating comes from having spent many hot summers there. Acclimating to the heat. Acclimating to the heat, exactly. Trying to thin the blood. Thinning the blood. Because I think, you know, both of us, we're, we're born in the Northeast. We've got, uh, we're probably more set for this climate. Do you think so? Do you think that's in, I, I guess it is. I don't know that it's in, you know, the blood or where you're yeah. born. But it does, our, our families point, came from here. Right. I mean, you think about the Inuits, which I do often. Sure. And there's got to be something there. <laughs> right. Those people are adapted in some way. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we've got 
But by now we're such mutts, mm-hmm. such mixes. We're pretty well fully globalized. And so insulated from actual like nature that there's not much that can uh, affect our evolution in terms of, well, it's happening in a different way. Like, what are we losing our pinky toes? Are we? I think so. Well, yours check. Yeah. <laughs> no, I still got mine. Uh huh. But I think they're getting smaller. I see. And not yours, but like tracking pinky toes over time. Over time. Uh huh. Interesting. And we've gotten bigger, right? Compared to at least some point in Compared our to like in our the... history. Middle Ages. Yes. Middle Ages, I think that's what we'd look to. King Arthur was only four feet tall. <laughs> Tiny doorways in those <laughs> castles. Really? I, yeah, I'd have to be crouched to go through most of them. <laughs> so how else are we evolving, you think? Well, there is this technical and, and social and uh, there is there is evolution going on, but it's sort of more in the software, maybe, than, mm-hmm. than hardware. Right. Right. Which is, I think, you know, it's still, you call it evolution. Yeah. Yeah, the way like a three-year-old can pick up a tablet and just kind of go. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's... Start his own business. (laughs) Certainly. Put up a Facebook page and, you know, make a bunch of friends. his socks online. (laughs) Yeah, precocious. Yeah. I bet kids that are born these days that that's a classic it's a classic uh it's nature versus nurture it's very hard to tease it out but i'll bet that if you blasted in a baby from the middle ages give him a tablet you won't know what the hell to do with it a tiny ass baby <laughs> <laughs> couldn't even hold the thing right we got our big, robust babies, eight-toed, robust babies, just getting in there. They they come config, you know, fingers are set for swiping. Yeah, ready to swipe. I don't know though. I I mean, I I think I'm sure there's some good evolution going on. It's hard not to look at that that deeper intertwining with the technological sphere as sort kinda of kind of ugly or kind scary. of a downgrade. Yeah, you know, something that. That it's moving somewhere, but it's not entirely clear that it's an upward direction for the human race. Yeah. Right. Communication is the biggest upside of it, yes. in my mind. Right. The commu- and, and the connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the um, internet pornography. Mm-hmm. But other Game than changer. that, <laughs> there is kind of a <laughs> not a lot to like. Because it, it does seem to be making us into kind of uh, pathetic physical specimens. Yeah. Although we're still breaking world records. Well, but I think, you know, we, we have it's more... Cause the sp- suit, the, it's because of the faster swimsuits, <laughs> you're going to say. That's something. To do it. Well, and the, you know, drugs and, <laughs> right. and uh, you know, performance enhancers and and the fact that, you know, the early Olympics, the fastest runners probably, maybe they ran at some point... But they weren't like doing ultra marathons and part of a running club, right? And, you know, eating a highly specialized diet, right? There's just Tom that he's really fast. He's really fast, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's probably like Quick Legs Tom or yeah. something. You know, he'd have like a nickname for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there is there's there's sort of a spread. You know, people are there's a whole spectrum that's being experienced. Certainly some some high outliers on the top end. Yeah. But, you know, if you're looking at that bell curve, there's a sense that the distribution is just kind of skewing to the low end. Yeah. Because the big thing is, you know, you think of what it does with our time and our our connection to the, the real world. You know, all the time spent right. with devices, with a screen. We're not, uh, you know, not smelling the flowers. We're not outside connecting to one another in a, in a real way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, it can be challenging. Do you think that's, do you feel like that's uh, the goal? 
of uh, humanity, evolution. <laughs> Do you think that's a good... Well, I guess you'd have to say... You could say positive evolution. I kind of, I kind of think that, that that's like, I was thinking about what, what's the, what's the point of all this today on the drive? Like, obviously you want all the good stuff, you know, you want family and you want cookies and you want a nice warm house and a nice travel, a nice beautiful pine cone. (laughs) things to stick up your butt and but then uh without like a without like a clear idea of um you know a religious like par- uh, heaven or something like what do you have as like a a bigger bigger goal speaking broadly culturally <laughs> we don't really it's you know, right. just to accumulate or to become wealthy. Or become wealthy, right. Maybe some people, you know, they live to, to maximize experiences, which yeah. which I think is not Travel a lot. Mm-hmm. See a lot of different things, eat a lot of different things. But I, I'd say, you know, having lost that, that collective focus on heaven or whatever, which, you know, maybe kind of imagined from is sort of something from the rosy past. Yeah. But we haven't replaced it with anything better. Right. You know, there could be evolution in, in that feature in of human society. In you what? Know, like what a are... growth of a new end goal, you know. Right. A new what what we're working towards. Right. I kind of I kind of want that, I guess. Well, I think that I want I want world peace, obviously. Obviously. I'm really into that idea. But I'm already looking ahead. Yeah, what's next? What's After next? that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you start with peace. And then where do you go? Like, if everything is just running perfectly on planet Earth, everything's good, nobody's killing each other, Mm -hmm. everyone's got enough to eat, everybody is free to express themselves, then space? Is that what's next? Right. Well, I mean, that assumes that, you know, the need for the next big thing. Uh, which is neat. right. I think you know. I think space is good, especially space once we've made peace with ourselves. You know, yeah. Space while we're still just grinding it out would be awful. We'd just go right. grind it out elsewhere and in more deplorable uh, yeah. situations. You know, and <laughs> and we give all those people who are just so ready to leave an exam. You know, a reason to say, "Well, screw this I'm place. Here. No more recycling for me." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but. It, so yeah, space is good, but there's, you know, there's a lot to do here. I think there is. I think that if we really kind of focus on ourselves, on mm-hmm. on what we are here, what our own personal goal is or mm-hmm. path of development, then there's a lot to do. There's mm-hmm. a lot to do without leaving planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot to experience. A lot of people to meet. Surely, love in our share. lifetime, I mean. If we assume that we will only live to be about 120 or so, uh-huh. uh, there's plenty to keep us occupied in terms of like getting Earth together. Yeah, right. And meaning that you and I might not have to worry about that. Right. What to do after? Right. But I kind of, I kind of am. You're thinking ahead for your kids, you know. Once you've made world peace and yeah. solved hunger and scarcity, and and become famous, and become, yes. Then what? What? What is left, really? Because you don't want to bring new life in with everything accomplished. Just be like, well, you right, just, you know, right. Play, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good question. Not a lot of people are asking that question yet. You know, I don't think a lot yeah. of people are really able to to go beyond those like we said world peace and scarcity issues and right imagine well i mean and that's very understandable because it it's a leap to even a lot of people don't think that that's even possible Mm -hmm. or desirable or desirable well and i and i don't necessarily i mean i think it I'm, i'm adamant about like 
personal freedom and safety and like no war like mm-hmm. i think that's i don't i don't know how you could not think that that's desirable but i don't know well i think you know we're we're in we're in an interesting place there are people there are books written about how war is evolutionary and how war oh, is you know, built into our psyche right. at a very fundamental level right. and that without it we would just be what i don't know you know <laughs> farm animals or something happy yeah, alive happy. walking around on two feet no longer blown to bits <laughs> yeah I, and I think, too, the people who think that they, they have a misunderstanding about war. You know, they yeah. think that there is some, it's a natural thing. Instead of looking right. at supply chains and logistics and planning and designing weapons and getting funding for it, you realize that right. war wouldn't happen on the reg right. if it wasn't always prepared for and, like, the primary objective of somebody. Yeah. Which, since, you know, since we knocked off nazi germany yeah it's been us yeah basically <laughs> we've been leading the way on war yeah making the rest of the world tremble in fear right but uh, imagine that you know we could going back if u.s became canada and sort of gave up all that business even yeah. if it was just canada that was world police for a while you know still some yeah. of that business happening but the light and the load a whole heck just all mounties <laughs> <laughs> they can only do so much damage. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Mounties can't fly drones. Mounties aren't great in the desert, which is nice. <laughs> you know, that part of the world could use a break for, us <laughs> for a while. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, should we take a little break? Sure. Sure. It's been lovely. I got yeah. all heated up. I was cold at the start. Yeah, I'm steaming as well. Thanks for listening, folks. That was Miles Roberts. If you have any questions for myself or for Miles, send an email to the podcast at gaberobertsart at gmail.com. Can't wait to be back on this space in March and give you guys another update. Until then, uh, be well, enjoy 2017, keep your eyes open, uh, be true to yourself, and I'm going to leave you with an audio clip of me sawing through a small piece of wood to make a picture frame. All right, folks, until next time, adios. making a picture frame and I have some wood that I'm cutting with a hacksaw and I'm using a plastic miter box and so the, the tools um, you know they get the job done but I just want to demonstrate for you how long it takes to make one cut I'm just going to mark off, and this is my last cut to make for this particular picture frame. So I'm in a good, I'm in a good place. I've done most of the cutting already, and I just have one more to go. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to freak out or flip out about this cut. I'm just going to calmly make it. But the purpose of this recording is to demonstrate that um, it takes a little while with a hacksaw. Now, ideally, I would have a chop saw with a really nice sharp blade. But I don't. I just, just have the hacksaw. I got my board in the miter box. And here we go. Here's uh, one cut. I'm, I'm cutting through approximately a half an inch of uh, three-quarters inch redwood. And begin.
left hand's getting a little bit tired from holding the board. But we're probably like 20, 20% through already. Stand calm. Trying not to tense up my entire body. Trying to keep the blade moving. Uh, I, I stopped. I paused there. I paused. I adjust my grip. Just cutting away here. Just cutting away. Here we go. We're getting through it. Yeah. Yeah. Just wiggling through. Just a little further. It's definitely getting tired holding onto the board trying to keep it still. Uh. 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 Come on! Uh. Almost there. Almost there. Oh, really almost there. Uh, 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 and we're done.